Hey everybody. Hey everybody. I'm Jeff. I'm Rachel. And this is Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story. Still no harmonizing. Huh? Sorry, I forgot we were doing that. Ugh. All right, so we're gonna rec- we're gonna just do one story right today. Yes, um, is our short story time. It's, it's our short story. I will be the storyteller. Sorry to everybody who wanted to hear Rachel's voice a lot. You're disappointed. <laughs> You don't know. I don't know. My stories are normally longer, though, so... Yeah, this one's probably going to be pretty like quick. an actual short story. Yeah, this one's going to actually yeah, be a short story, probably. So Depends on how off track we get. I will find out. Yeah. What's our story tonight? Tonight, we are talking about the Louisville Torture House. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what... I don't know what that is. Well, you kind of got me stopped, actually. Well, you're in for a treat because I'm about to tell you. Is that like the be- the baseball? No, baseball bats. Those are um, like the the um. That's not how you swing a baseball. I mean, that could be how you swing a baseball bat if you're Badly. a lefty. No, if you're a lefty. Oh, I that's how I do I'm it. Not, I'm a, I'm right-handed. Yeah, that's I was, how I do it. I could hit a home run. Uh, yeah, you could. We all could. No, I actually used to when I played. Oh. oh. I never, I didn't get past T-ball. I never played D-ball. Yeah, my Did dad. Did have a softball version of that? No. Okay, well, I played softball, but I could hit a home run. Um, anyway, I could run. I couldn't get to the bases, but <laughs> well, I had to trip over my a... own feet. But, uh, well, you, you didn't know. have to run if you had a home run. That's true. But I was good at that. Uh, anyway, oh. trip it over my own feet mostly. So no, are those is that the place with the, the baseball bats? The uh, oh, the Louisville Museum. Yeah, yeah, Louisville right. home, as home to the Louisville Slugger Museum. Yeah, where they made the baseball bats mm-hmm. slash stomach baseball bats. I have no idea. Yeah. So fun fact: there's actually there's apparently the right way to say Louisville and the wrong way. I can't remember which one I do. Oh, I remember my mom asked me one time, "How do you say the capital of Kentucky, Louisville or Louisville?" And I was like, "I don't know, Louisville." Not the capital of Kentucky. It's not. No. <laughs> she played you. She did. I'm over here while you're telling the story like, she does know Louisville. It's not the capital, right? Nope. Apparently not. Oh, I think I do say it. I think I say it the right way because I got yelled at enough times by my sister who lives there. How do you say it? Louisville. I used to say it Louisville. Well, I like Louisville better, but I guess I can say Lu- Louisville. 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 You just kind of gurgle Louisville. all the all the vowels. Louisville. Yeah, you just kind of gurgle all the vowels. Well, blah, 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 blah. You, you could send me hate mail. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, Louisville Torture House. Woo! So, on March 8th, 1924. 1924. Yes. Not 2024. Correct. 1924. A young police officer was called to a house on 637 South and 34th West Street in Louisville, Kentucky. A man had been shot in his neck. And his heart. Oh, ouch. Some heartbreak. The young officer found him on the second floor of the home. In the room, there was a mattress lying on the floor. Okay. The odd thing about this mattress is one that it was stapled to the floor and that there were a bunch of surgical instruments just lying about the room. What? So there's a ma- okay. Hold on, hang on. So he's in the house, uh-huh. and there's a dead body, uh-huh. not on the mattress. No. But there's a mattress on the floor. Uh-huh. And it was. St- it's stapled to the floor. Stapled to the floor. Uh-huh. Like, not like little staplers. Staple. No, I think they. I think there's like. Like those big staples. Yeah, the big, things. the big like construction staples yeah. that they use. I want one of those stapler thingies for my desk. 
So, That'd but be cool. yes, just a lone mattress stapled to the floor, and surrounding it are just surgical instruments. Like what? Like surgeons' knives. Like a saw? Like a bone saw? Yeah, like a bone saw, knives, gauze, bandages, antiseptic. Ew, so gross. Um, witnesses that were in the room, because apparently they don't care about crime scene protection back then. There are people in the room? Yeah. Like, they weren't there for the dead guy. I mean, they were there They after... came after the dead guy. Okay. They didn't, like, witness this. No. This event. Sort of. So. Okay. Witnesses in the room claimed that the killer dashed in the room, handcuffs dangling from his wrists, his body was trembling, and his face colorless. The victim was a Mr. Richard Heaton. He lived on South First Street with a wife and two kids. Okay. After interviewing the, the uh, witnesses, the police didn't have a name or anything to go on, just the description that I gave you of a very pale man with handcuffs running into the room and then running back out. Interesting. Uh, they tracked the guy, uh, Mr. Heaton, they found his wife, and they called her up, and they started talking to her. And the wife informed the police that her husband's killer was his lifelong friend, William Gates. Oh. Yes. Don't murder your friends. That's rude. Yeah. Yeah. Heaton's wife also informed the police that her husband was holding Gates prisoner in that house for two days and nights. Wait a second. Who was holding you prisoner now? So the victim who got shot, right. Richard Heaton, he was holding his friend William Gates in the room. Wait, so okay, so the the murder big the murdered guy The murdered guy was holding the murderer, the killer, hostage. Yes. What? And his wife knew about it. Yes. She was okay with the fact that her husband was holding someone hostage. We're getting to that. We're starting the story sort of in media's rest. I mean yeah. Sort of. Sort yeah, of. I'm not okay. Yeah. Your pronunciation was interesting. It was also wrong, probably, is why it was interesting. Okay. Um so Mr. Gates had been chained to the floor where Mr. Heaton now lay. Okay. Um a doctor was called in to examine the surgical instruments that were in the room, and he opined that the person who bought these had more than just a layman's knowledge of medical equipment. So he was probably a doctor? Actually, he wasn't. Oh. Was he a vet? No. Did he sell medical equipment? No. I'm out of guesses. Yeah, he just, I guess, bought them because they look cool. Oh. We'll get to that, though. Um, also found in the room, along with the surgical instruments, were also means to dispose a body if the person subjected to these various surgical implements died. Yeah, like I said, you know, there were knives, there were forceps, there was right. And if you're not a doctor and you're trying to perform surgery, you're gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna, kill the guy. gonna kill the guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, they found in a different room they found three large boxes that had you know to put the body in um, if it were to die. They found a butcher knife to chop it up, a hatchet to also chop it up, and a large amount of sulfuric acid, which would dissolve the body. Yeah, I know what it does. Yeah. We keep that in the basement. <laughs> nice. Um, so the widow had... I don't. The widow, Mrs. Heaton, 
told the police that her husband, Mr. Heaton, had become jealous of his friend and a believed affair that uh, Mr. Gates and his wife were having at the time. Okay. So, Mr. Heaton, the dead guy. Yes. He expect he suspected his wife and his friend of having an affair? Yes. Is she saying they were having an affair? No, she denies it. Okay. Probably because... They were having an affair. Or because they weren't. Oh. And Mr. Heaton just went crazy. Right. Well, he did hold somebody hostage for a few days. Well, supposedly, he also confronted several other people about it. Like, he just thought his wife was just going around town. Oh, okay. So he thought his wife was cheating on him. He just didn't know what to do. No, he eventually got it down to just the just one guy. Him. Um... So, despite her denials, uh, Mr. Heaton continued to abuse and accuse her until the day of the shooting. Hmm. You know, he'd just, he'd just verbally abuse her. I imagine he probably did physically, too, because this was the 1920s, and oh, right. it was it's kind fine. of... It's not even called abuse at that time. No, it's called just... Handle your wife. Handling your wife. Um, interestingly, Mr. Heaton also hired a PI to follow his wife day and night. Interesting. Like, it got to the point where she was basically like, well, I can't do anything. I'm just going to basically stay in my house. Nice. Like, so that's all she did. Um, that's what I do. Yeah. Like, no one's following me that I know of. <laughs> well, a Thursday prior to the shooting, um, Mr. Heaton actually bought this home. Oh, the house that he had. The, the house that he bought. The, he bought that house to punish his friend. Um, Mrs. Heaton escaped from her house and the PI attracting her and she found her, she found her husband at that future murder site. So she got there Mm -hmm. I was like, what the hell are you doing? You know, you're crazy. Um, and he, you know, just opened the door calm as can be, you know, he said basically because she heard something from upstairs. He said, oh yeah, that's. Basically, that, that's the guy you've been cheating on me with. That's that's Bill. I'm just going to give him the scare of his life so he stays away from us. Yeah. That's so creepy. Right. Never getting married. <laughs> um, so Mr. Heaton went up to check on his prisoner. So this is actually at, now we're at the murder, day of the murder. Okay. Um... Mr. Heaton goes upstairs to check on his prisoner. Mrs. Heaton hears two shots fired in quick succession. And then sees Mr. Gates run out of the house screaming, I'm going to find a doctor. I've shot. I've shot Richard. Um, While he was out and about getting that, um, neighbors who heard the shots flooded the house to see what was going on. And it was apparently reported that Mr. Heaton was still alive after the two shots. To the head and neck. No, the neck, neck and, and the, the heart. The heart. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just like that all these people come running in after, like, oh no, someone's been shot. I need to run over there. Yeah. That sounds different times. Different times. Well, I imagine also a lot of people probably were strapped back then, because like, Mr. Gates shot him with a gun that he was carrying. He didn't take his gun away. He took one of them. He had two. Ah. There you go. So, per uh, Mr. Gates, 
Um, Mr. Heaton the called called him up to his office at the marketing firm where he worked. And upon arrival, uh, Mr. Gates was grabbed, cuffed, um, bagged so he couldn't blinded, folded so he couldn't see, and was placed into Mr. Heaton's car to be driven to that house. At that house, uh, Mr. Gates fastened to the floor with two of those construction staplers staples and proceeded to um, try to chloroform him. Nice. Um, Mr. Gates resisted and eventually pretended, basically got to the point where he's like, okay, well, I'll just pretend to be unconscious and he won't do anything. So... Mr. Heaton then, believing that Mr. Gates was unconscious, began stripping him. This is where he finds the one gun. And as he's starting to get to the other gun, the smaller gun that he's got up by his up by his shoulder, underneath his shoulder, um, Mr. Gates starts mumbling things. You know, like letters that saying, you know, oh, I've written letters to my family, saying that if anything were to happen to me, suspect this person which stops his kidnapper in their tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, um, he he stops what he's doing entirely. He stops that, and he just he runs out of the house. You know, he runs out of the room, which allows Mr. Gates to keep his gun. And he just he keeps him there for two days. So for two days, he's just like pinned to the bed, not wondering if the next time his friend comes into the room, if he's going to live or die. Creepy. Okay. Um, you know, because he has a view of all these surgical implements. And his friend's obviously coming in and out going, Oh, just you wait. I'm going to use these on you. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to do it. Like, okay. I know what you've been doing with my wife. Oh, this is so gross. <laughs> so, so, for two days, he doesn't. he's not allowed to. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't eat. He doesn't drink. He's get, he gets all that, and finally, at the day of the shooting, he hears the voice of Mrs. Heaton and her husband talking, and then Mr. Heaton comes up the steps, and he says to him, hey, man, I've really got to use the bathroom. Like, I need you need to let me out so I can use the bathroom. So Mr. Heaton d- does that. He undoes the staples. And then he's undoing the, the restraints on his hands. And when he undoes those, um, the shooter pulls the gun out of his waist and fires the two shots. And then runs out of the room to go get that doctor. And the interesting thing about this is that, like, for a good while, like, the police can't find him. Like, no. he turns himself in. Like, there's probably, like, a week or two that passes, because what he does is, after he sees, like, all the people there, mm-hmm. and gets the doctor to go there... Right, he just, like, he peaces out. He pieces out and goes to a family that lives out of town. Huh. And as he's talking through it with them and explaining the situation, they're kind of like, dude, you need to go back and... Ex- <laughs> explain what happened. Explain what happened. Like, you're not going to get in trouble because he kidnapped you. You right. were definitely in fear of your life. Yeah, that's like totally self-defense. I mean, hello. I mean, that is what ends up happening. Is he goes to the police, they put it to the DA, the DA, the DA kind of brings it forward, and then the jury says, yeah, no, you know, that was self-defense. You're good, man. Like, don't sweat. Probably not like that, but... Right, I'm sure that's exactly how they talked in the 20s. Yeah, I would hope so. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out. We're in the 20s now. Yes, yes. 
Roaring Twenties. Yeah. They are back. So, but that's... Prohibition. Anyway. That, that's the Louisville Torture House. Dang. It's not really, like, it's a torture house in the sense that that dude was definitely subjected to some severe mental torture. Right. It just sounds like, I don't know. It the sounds like so, it sounds like something kind of like, it almost to me when I, before I started researching any of it, it sounded like it was going to be like, um, kind of like H.H. H. Holmes's Murder Castle. Right. Which, if you haven't listened to that episode, please do. It's great. Um, but yeah, it sounds like, it almost sounds like it's going to be that one. But like on a grander, not on a, on a grander scale, but on a less grand scale, like instead of having like, a whole, like, a, like a more intimate, um, yeah, like instead of having a whole floor or dedicated to it, it's gonna be like each room's gonna be its own special thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's the Louisville Torture House. That's so creepy. Yeah, I just love that this dude is so convinced that his wife is cheating on him with his best friend that despite both of them adamantly denying it. He just decides anyway. He just, he just decides, no, you guys definitely are. And I'm going to kidnap you. And I'm going to basically scare the crap out of you so you leave us alone. Okay, okay. But instead, I'm going to end up getting shot like a chump. Wow. Yeah, no, that was a really good one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's wow. it was definitely a short story, but I, right, I but liked I mean, it a lot. No, that was really yeah. so creepy, though. You yeah. think that like, your best friend is yeah. like... Uh, do not ever kill me, please. <laughs> well, I don't think you have to worry because I'm not that insecure that I'm gonna be like, oh man, my wife's cheating on me with Rachel. I mean, I'm pretty cool though. Right, but I I'm mean, not gonna like steal your wife though. Although you totally stole my prostate senior year. Well, thank you for not murdering me for that. Yeah, like you probably mm -hmm. stealing my prom date. Mm -hmm. Not cool. <laughs> not cool. I'm gonna totally... That was before we were best friends, though, so I guess it's fine yeah, that you stole uh... my prom date. But, like, you still stole my prom date. I... I don't know how. I mean, I do and I don't. Uh, well... I'm, I'm pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> Except when you're stealing my date! That's what I'm going... Cool. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> Sorry, but, I'm like, great. you totally stole my um, so I understand his pain. Like, but, I'm going to buy this house and torture my best friend because I'm pretty sure he's trying to steal my wife. Yeah, that's crazy. Don't worry, I'm not stealing DJ from you. Well. I don't plan on it. That's fine. I don't plan on it. Uh, you don't plan on it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can have him, I guess. It's fine. Is it, though? No, it's not fine. Don't steal him. Okay. I was gonna say don't steal my husband. I'm not married. Um, no, not yet. Ah, you're funny. Ah, yeah. I'm not engaged either. It's fine. Yeah. Um, anyway, don't steal my boyfriend though. Okay. All right. Rude. Well, <laughs> well, that is the Louisville Torture House. Yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. A great story. But yes, thank you everybody for listening. Check us out on social media. Yeah, check us out on the social medias. We got the Twitters. Twitters, the Facebooks, the, the snap, the Instagram, not the Snappy Chats. Oh, can we make a Snapchat? We can. You're gonna be doing all the posting because I refuse to download that app. So call, let's call it the Floyd Graham Snapchat for Floyd. Anyway, I oh have, yeah, that's what. Out. We How make, fun would that be? We should just do it. We should have a Snapchat. We should make our Snapchat account, but just do Floyd snaps. Perfect. Okay, we're gonna set up a Snapchat of Floyd. You guys are gonna love it. I do. That's what we're gonna do. Like when he starts acting up at the podcast, we'll yes. just, so we'll just yeah. Like when he brought me a freaking um, screwdriver. screwdriver. Oh yeah. my gosh. 
Perfection. Anyway, that was like a different episode. Perfection. But yeah, check that one out. It's great. It's great. It's crazy. He brought me a screwdriver and then got mad at me for taking it. He sure did. Anyway. All right. Well, that's all we got, I think, for this one. Yes, that's everything for tonight. Uh, all right. Night. Okay. Later, guys. Bye.